good Thursday morning. It's a little bit better morning this morning than yesterday. Yesterday was kind of a tough day, uh, but we made it through the day, made it through okay. So good to see everybody here today. You, there I am. Welcome, everybody. Hope you're doing well. I thought I had that already on the, <laughs> on the screen. Sorry, guys. Well, good to see everybody this morning. Hope you're doing well. As we are continuing to talk about Bible prophecies, Bible prophecies. Now, the next big thing that's going to take place in God's timing, okay? We're kind of marching through things and seeing how things are uh, in the world. Um, we, we talked about that, you know, wars and rumors of wars and, you know, all of these things that, that, have, that have really come about um, and need to come about because of, um, because of what the Lord uh, says must happen, okay? So <clears throat> we see what's taking place out in our world today, all right? And one of the, the next big thing on the prophetic calendar is the rapture of the church. Now, um, that is spoken of in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verses uh, 13 through 18. So let me read those. It says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus shall we ever be, uh, shall we always be with the Lord, therefore comfort one another with these words. Now, that is where we get, you know, from Paul. Paul gives us probably the most details uh, about the rapture. Now, what is the rapture? Somebody says, well, what is the rapture, preacher? Well, uh, I'm, I'm glad you asked, okay, because um, there's going to, you know, the Bible's talking about um, in terms of what's going to take place next, that there's going to be a, a coming of, of uh, uh, tribulation, uh, tribulation coming, uh, the rapture's coming. So, so let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. Um, we've got to remember that almost all Christians agree on three things when it comes to end times, okay? First, there is going to come a time of great tribulation. The Bible says, such as the world has never seen. After the great tribulation, Christ is going to return to establish his millennial kingdom. And he's going to do that here on earth. Now, there's going to be a rapture when Jesus returns to take his bride, the church, to be with him in heaven. That's, you know, we, we call out John 14, 1 through 3 on that. And when our earthly bodies are transformed or resurrected into our heavenly bodies, it's going to take place at the rapture. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 and 52. And then when Jesus returns with the trumpet of the archangel and all the believers are caught up in the air to meet the Lord in the air to be with him for all eternity, and we just read all about that in 1 Thessalonians. 
Now, there's a question about uh, differing views, okay? When does the rapture occur in relation to the tribulation and the day of the Lord? Um, through the years, there are three main convictions that have emerged concerning the timing of the rapture. Um, the three are, the, it's a pre-tribulation view. So uh, the, the seven years of tribulation that's going to take place, they say the that the rapture is going to take place, pre-tribulation views say that the rapture is going to take place before any tribulation period begins. But then there is a mid-tribulation view, a mid-tribulation view. And that belief is that, that the rapture, of course, is going to take place midway through the uh, tribulation. And then there's a post-tribulation, okay? And believe that the rapture is going to occur, occur at the end of the <coughs> excuse me, the tribulation. And uh, that, you know, so at the end, they rapture and then they come back for Christ's second coming, because we come with him, okay? <clears throat> now, um, the, scripturally, um, I believe, this is, this is me, I believe scripturally, the pre-tribulation view um, has much to commend it for. It, it has a lot to go, going for it, right? For, for example, <clears throat> 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 9 and 10. And then again in chapter 5, verse 9, it says the church is not appointed to wrath. And it also says believers will not be overtaken by the day of the Lord, 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 9. Uh, you know, the, the church of Philadelphia was promised to be kept from the hour of trial that is going to come upon the whole world. That's in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. But note that the promise is not preservation through the trial, but deliverance from the hour that is, from the time period of the trial. Now, um, pre-trib also supports, oh, sorry, pre-tribulation also supports um, in, in what is really not found in Scripture, the word church. Now, <clears throat> in the first three chapters of the book of Revelation, church appears somewhere around, I think it's 19 times, but significantly, the word church is not used again until chapter 22. In other words, the, the entire length and the entire description of the tribulation and revelation, there is no mention of the church because the church is noticeably absent from that. In fact, the Bible never uses the word church in a passage relating to the tribulation. So the pre-trib is also one of the views that maintains a distinction between Israel and the church and that God has separate plans for each one of them. Now, in the book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 24, okay, we see the, the 77s, okay, of Daniel 9, 24, and they are given to Daniel's people, who are the Jews, in Daniel's city, which is Jerusalem. And the prophecy makes it plain that the 70th week, which is the tribulation, 
is a time of purging and restoration for Israel and Jerusalem, but not for the church. Does this make sense? Also, the pre-tribulation view uh, has some historical support. In John chapter 21, verses 22 and 23, it would seem that the early church viewed Christ's return as imminent. They thought he was coming back at any moment then. Uh, there, you know, there's the rumor would not have persisted that Jesus would return in John's lifetime if, if they didn't think he was going to come. So imminence, is, with, it's incompatible with the other two rapture theories, is this, this key focus of the pre-tribulation view. The imminence of it. He's going to come, maybe as a, he comes as a thief in the night. The imminence of it. So if you have a mid-tribulation theory or view or a post-tribulation view, we know exactly when the rapture is going to take place. And we also know that the imminence is out because all we have to do is measure three and a half years into the tribulation period, and, we need to, and all we have to do is measure or wait till the end, and we know where it's at, right? But no man knows. So this pre-tribulation view also keeps, uh, keeps in mind the character of God, okay, and his desire to deliver the righteous from the judgment of the world. So there's biblical examples of God's salvation, and they include Noah, who was delivered from the worldwide flood. There was Lot, who was delivered from Sodom, and then Rahab, who was delivered from Jericho, 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 6 through 9 there. Now, there is one perceived weakness of the pre-tribulation view, and it's a relatively recent development as a church, that it, that, or that it is a relatively uh, recent development as a church doctrine. Uh, not, you know, some people say it's not been formulated until the early 1800s, um, and then they say the pre-tribulation view splits the return of Jesus into two phases, right? The rapture and the day of the Lord. Um, some argue that, that, that the Bible does not clearly delineate those. And one of the other, another difficulty that faces the pre-trib view is the fact that there will be, uh, there's obviously uh, going to be saints in the tribulation, okay? Revelation 13, I think, and Revelation 20. So the pre-trib people answer this by distinguishing the saints of the tribulation from the church of the New Testament. You see, believers alive at the rapture are going to be removed before the tribulation, but there will be those who will come to Christ during the tribulation. Okay? Um, some point to Jesus and his statement in John chapter 6, verse 40. It says, you know, my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Now, Jesus promises the believers a resurrection at the last day, but the pre-tribulation view has believers being raised at the rapture. Now, that's at least seven years before Christ's second coming. Now, the answer to this, though, involves the general use of the word day. In the end times, called the last day, all right? It's gonna, it spans the entire time from the rapture to the day of the Lord, uh, or the day of the Lord's coming. So 
also the rapture is going to mark the end of the church age. And thus, or then, it, it is the last day of that dispensation, so to speak. Okay. One final weakness that some people share or say is, 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 uh, is there is um, the Bible does not give an explicit timeline concerning future events. Scripture does not expressly teach one view over the other. And that's why we have diversity of opinion. And there's variety on, on how the related prophecies, you know, should be, you know, harmonized or brought together. So you've talked about the pre-tribulation. So why do you believe the, the pre-tribulation? Uh, I believe that that is, the, that is the point of view that can be, get, 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 uh, that can be proven uh, or that can be uh, uh, hashed out in Scripture. Does that make sense? I believe that that is <clears throat> that that is the the best way uh, to view end time scripture because it fits. Does it make sense? It fits. Um, so those are some of the things about the pre-tribulation, right? The mid-tribulation and the post-tribulation. But the thing we have to understand is that Jesus is coming, and He's coming very soon. Now, whether that is um, through the rapture, um, you know, when does that happen? Uh, I believe it's a pre-tribulation rapture. I believe there's a lot of scripture that supports that, I, I, I believe. And, you know, there's other folks that say that the mid-tribulation, they've got scripture, and then the post-tribulation, they have scripture. But the thing about it is, is that we need to know and understand is that Jesus is coming again. He is going to, he's going to take his church away. He is going to take all those who are saved in him, Right? Um, then he's going to set up his earthly kingdom, the millennial reign of Christ. And, and after that, we're going to be with him, you know, we'll be with him forevermore with, on a new heaven and a new earth. Okay? So just wanted to share uh, briefly this morning about some of, the, some of the views that are out there when it comes to the, um, to the rapture. Okay? And some of you say, well, I already know all those, and I've heard so many other things. You know, there's pre-wrath, post-wrath, you know, there's a lot of different things that are going on out there. Um, but I just wanted to share some of the main ones that were this morning, all right? Um, the best thing to do is to study, uh, read Scripture, let Scripture uh, open Scripture to you, and, and you can come to your, to your um, conclusions based on scripture and not based on what I say or based on what anybody says, but what the word of God says to you. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, it's, uh, it's been another good day today. Uh, I'm glad that, uh, that you're here with us, uh, that you're here, uh, to, to join me. Sorry, I'm running a little, uh, quite a bit late this morning. Uh, I was having some technical difficulties this morning, trying to, trying to get everything set up, but we finally got them all straightened out. So I want you to have a good day today. Be safe in all that you do. Know that you're loved, and you're loved by Jesus most of all. And most importantly, know that we need to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So whenever the, whenever the rapture comes, we know that the Lord's coming soon, and we need to be about the business of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Friends, have a wonderful day. See you again soon. Bye-bye for now.